Hey, this is Stevie Rochelle from Top End Metal Sludge, your favorite website. You are locked and loaded on the Music Mania Podcast. You're ready for some screaming heavy metal! We rock! But the evil that men do... Lenton! We gonna bang your You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. Well, wherever you are in the world, I certainly hope you're enjoying better weather than we're having here in Kansas City, Missouri, where I'm looking outside the studio here to about six inches of snow. And it's not just that, but we just had about uh, four or five inches uh, just the other day. So kind of snowed in, kind of getting some cabin fever. And when that happens, it's sort of a dangerous version uh, of myself because I just kind of dial in, start working harder and start yearning for the days of outdoor concerts, of summertime, of cool drinks outside. Like that's what it's all about for me. And honestly, I was snowed in from attending a show. I was supposed to be in Nashville um, this past weekend covering the Disturbed Three Days Grace show uh, at the Bridgestone Arena. was looking so much forward to that, and I couldn't get out of town. I couldn't get out of Missouri. Uh, I was supposed to leave Friday morning, and by the time I was uh, able to, to get up and get ready to go, I mean, it was already snowing just tremendously here uh, all over Missouri, all over the Midwest, just getting pounded, and a lot of parts of the U.S., even Hawaii, getting snow, and we're, we're all tired of it, man. Uh, those of you that live in warmer climates, you can't relate to any of this. And so um, lucky you on that one. But uh, we are so pleased to have you joining us here once again on the Music Mania podcast. Always feel free to hit that subscribe button on iTunes or um, on Google Play Music, either way you choose to take in the show. Of course, our shows are also available on YouTube. But uh, we love the feedback. We love uh, to get you guys of the interaction going. So we appreciate you hitting the subscribe button and letting us know what you think of the show. Uh, give it a review. Uh, Cause guys on this show, you already know all the songs on this show. We tell you the stories and that's what we're going to do uh, on this show. We're welcoming back to the music mania podcast, Megadeth bassist, Mr. David Ellison is going to be joining us coming up directly uh, to talk about his latest project altitudes and attitude that uh, features anthrax's Frank Bello and uh, the release of their debut LP, get it out. It came out uh, back in January of 2019. So just uh, about a month ago, the album came out. Um, you've seen the singles um, for out here and late. Those are both available on YouTube. You can check those out, but this is a great melodic hard driving album. Them, and one that you might not expect from uh, two thrash metal bassists like David Ellison and Frank Bello, but they have really put together something special here. Such a fan of this album. We're going to be talking to David about that. David just got back from seeing the Kiss End of the Road Tour there in Arizona. Got to ask him about that. I've got the show coming up here in Kansas City just this week. I can't wait. I'm going to finally see Kiss on this End of the Road Tour. It's been since, uh, I guess, three years ago they did the Rock the Nation Tour. No, I guess that was the Freedom to Rock tour. That was they, they did the smaller venues uh, three summers ago, and I was able to catch that, and now going to be able to see the end of the road tour. I, something tells me this Kansas City show on February 27th will not be 
the uh, the last time that I see Kiss on this tour. So going to be out there, always doing what we do, out there attending shows, doing reviews. So going to be looking, for, you know, check out musicmania.com uh, next week. You'll get my review of that Kiss show here in Kansas City, and uh, we'll talk to David Ellison about that. Also, Megadeth celebrating their 35th anniversary this year, and they've got some big things coming. They've, of course, got the Mega Cruise, which leaves October 13th from San Diego. There's so many great bands as a part of this bill. So many acts that have been on this show. In fact, uh, Dora, Doro Pesh, for one, Anthrax, Testament. Uh, my gosh, you got Overkill, Dragonforth, CFC, Devil Driver, Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons, John Five, good friend of the show, Armored Saint, did an interview with them just a couple years ago, Metal Church, Danko Jones, so much more. The Mega Cruise is going to be freaking awesome. For all those fans that have already booked their cruise. I want to hear from you, just your thoughts about this, how much fun it's going to be. Uh, cannot wait for this. Wish I could attend. It's not too late. October 13th. You can go book your cabin now. Be a part of this amazing, epic journey. We had Dirk Verburen, the drummer for Megadeth, on the show just a couple months ago talking about it right when it was released. And we're going to be uh, definitely getting into that with David Ellison and also going to be talking about a new Megadeth album. We're talking about the follow-up to Dystopia, what that's going to be like. They've talked a lot about this album being maybe even heavier than Dystopia and what kind of follow-up it's going to be. I think this is the best version of Megadeth that you've seen in quite some time. Of course, we did the interview with Dirk Verburen um, back in October, I believe it was, and Kiko Lorero on lead guitar. Obviously, uh, David Ellison, Dave Mustaine, they've been at this a long time. 35th anniversary for Megadeth. They've got so much coming up. It's going to be a busy year for the guys in Megadeth. Not only that, but opening for Ozzy Osbourne on his No More Tours 2 tour coming up this summer. Um, right now, some health scares going on from Ozzy. He's had to cancel a bunch of dates um, on this No More Tours 2 tour. Uh, that's really hard to say, by the way, and I don't know if that was on purpose or not uh, from Ozzy's management. But my goodness, um, we were supposed to get the show here in Kansas City on June 28th. And the tour, as of right now, is still on for the United States. He, Ozzy's been dealing with some uh, the flu and just recovering. Hopefully, and that's what it's all about is, is his health and getting him back uh, to recovery. So we're going to be talking to David Ellison about uh, about that tour coming up. What it means. This is you know Megadeth has um, done a really good job, I think, of sprinkling their touring around. Um, and what I by that I mean they've done a lot of headlining shows. They still do big shows in theaters. You know, when they're out there headlining, they can still pull in the 3000 plus, but they've also strategically done some bigger shows opening for bands dating back to 2013, like Iron Maiden. They opened up for the Scorpions uh, about a year and a half ago. I saw that show in Chicago and, uh, up, you know, I'm coming here up and opening up for Ozzy Osbourne. So some strategic, you know, exposure for Megadeth getting out there in some really big venues, doing these opening shows and then doing their own headlining shows. I'm sure there'll be more of those to come. I know um, Altitudes and Attitude are getting ready to head back on the road. They were just, uh, I believe, overseas in Europe. Um, no, they're about to go overseas in Europe. Uh, February 22nd, they'll be in Paris. They're they're going out with Slash, uh, Miles Kennedy, and the Conspirators. So they've got a run of dates coming up starting February 22nd in Paris and ending March 3rd in Hamburg. Um, so you know, a lot of big things. I mean, they're going out there and playing shows with this Altitudes and Attitude thing, and it, it is a really, really good album. Cannot uh, recommend it enough. So make, make sure that uh, you check everything out, everything that he's doing out on davidellefson.net. That'll get you all the info on Megadeth, Altitudes and Attitude, everything he's got going on. Of course, his label group, EMP um, label, they've got a lot of great bands, veterans, up-and-comers. Up they're really doing a great service to keep give these bands an avenue to continue recording new music. That's what it's all about. So on the other side, we're going to be doing our interview um, 
with David Ellison. But before we do that, got to tell you about our sponsor, CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri. Guys, for over 22 years, a staple of the Northland. They buy, sell, and trade CDs, DVDs, vinyl, and more. Do not let the vibe of the old school record store go by the wayside. Visit them today off Antioch Road in Gladstone, Missouri. Guys, mention the Music Mania podcast and there will be a discount or it's on us. CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri for over 22 years, a staple of the Northland. Dave, man, how's it going, my friend? How's everything been going, man? I'm sitting here looking at uh, snow blazing all over the Midwest here in Kansas City and I'm just hoping you're in a better place than me right now, my friend. I am, I am. I'm actually out in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, my home, and um not a flurry in sight. <laughs> wow, I'm gonna try not to hold that against you. You, you, you uh, just got back. You just went, saw the the Kiss into the Road tour, man. You were just there the other night. How how was it? How I, was that? Yeah, it was great. It was great, man. I mean, we just funny. We just played with Megadeth. We just played with Kiss last summer. Um, over in Europe, we did three shows toward the end of our six week summer tour that we did over there. So you know, we we played with them you know a fair amount over the years, and it's always great. I mean. You know, it's one of those bands where it's a good bill because our fans love Kiss and vice versa. And um, and uh, guys probably, you know, about my age, our age, maybe, you know, they're, they were our Beatles, man. You know, we learned we learned most of the tricks we know from Kiss and, uh, and they uh, are super cool dudes. And, you know, so it's fun to share the stage with them. And then it was fun to just be in the audience and be a fan last night. Okay. Absolutely, and and David, of course, you know, uh, you're you're a busy guy these days. A lot going on in, in, in the Megadeth camp, and of course, with uh, Altitude and, and Attitude featuring yourself and, and Frank Bello from Anthrax. And uh, this album, um, Get It Out, has been out about a about a month exactly now. Uh, so many good reviews. I'm such a fan of it. I think this is it's a really good melodic hard rock record. What's been the reception like? I mean, it's been a month. What what have you been kind of hearing? I mean, I think this is a really good album for you guys. A, a debut LP for you guys. Yeah, no, thank you. No, I did just what you said. I mean, that seems to be the, the, the popular response and popular opinion of it is, uh, you know, first of all, people just really like it. Um, and then I think the second thing is, is like, wow, I never expected something like this from, from you two, you know, two thrash metal guys and especially from two bass players, you know? So I think we, it's, it's cool when you can buck the trend and do something that's, uh, different but most importantly it's heartfelt it's um it's genuine and and i think that comes across in the record oh it certainly does and i I think it was frank that said something along the lines of hey i like to write hooks i like catchy you know catchy choruses i like you know great songs and i think that's exactly what this encompasses i think the only missed boat here is that you guys didn't do a cover of big bottom by spinal tap maybe maybe on the next one (laughs) nah nah that's not our thing i mean that's just it is it's really as much as we're two bass players in our in our main bands, on this record we both played guitar. Frank obviously does all the vocals, the lead singing. Uh, live, of course, I do the typical background singing like people know me to do. Um, live, I play all the bass. Frank plays plays rhythm guitar. Um, we always pick up another guitar player and drummer, you know, as we go. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, this you know, this isn't a shtick. It's not a it's not a, you know, if, if anything, we, we, we play an ode to some of our heroes, like we, you know, we'll throw a cheap trick or a kiss song in, you know, and uh, the fact that we got Ace Fraley to play on the single late was just, you know, there was a real feather in our cap just as, as fans more than anything. We just loved Ace and, you know, again, our, our fans, 
you know, we all grew up Kiss fans, Seatrick fans. We grew up with that. So you can certainly hear some of that in Al Capitan attitude as well. Um, you know, last night I was actually just playing along to the tracks again, kind of brushing up because we're heading to Europe on Monday. And it just, re- in that I hear, I just go, man, there's like, I, there's a, there's a cheap trick moment. Like, wow, that sounds like so kiss, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, me and Frank are very unapologetic about our influence on this one. And I think it's, it's a cool thing. Uh, absolutely great sounding album. And not only did you have Ace Freely, but you had uh, Gus G guest on this. Nita Strauss, who's awesome. She's been on the show before on yep. our show. Uh, and yep. Christian Martucci and, and Satchel from Steel Panther, which is which is amazing. Uh, just talk about some of these guys and how, how you were able to, to pull in some of these and kind of how they were able to, to work in here because there's some great uh, guest appearances here. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree, man. And first of all, everybody's perfect for the song. You know, they're really the right player for the song. We did not start this as a celebrity all-star event, you know. I mean, Frank and I are already famous enough, you know what I mean? So this was that. And, and we didn't do it to be even to do it as a, as a famous thing, you know. We, they we're just two guys. We're just brothers and friends and, you know, brothers from other mothers. And, and we just, you know, we, we had an affinity to, you know, being bass players. And we found out right behind that we're both good guitar players. We're both good songwriters. We we have another side to our, you know, sort of musical dexterity that, that doesn't, you know, doesn't come out in our main bands because those are, are, you know, pretty hard-hitting thrash bands. And, and um, you know, but as we did it, you know, when we tapped our friends, you know, our friends are also fairly famous. You know, they've got good careers, and, and you know, uh, our, our producer, Jay Rustin, um, who's produced a couple of Anthrax records with Frank, and, and also a bass player, usually I would be the one that would kind of go, you know, like, we need somebody to play something here, like, you know, because, like, and, and really, I, I started picking up the eight-string bass in the studio. I'd plug it in, we'd get a nice tone, and I, I was able to play, and I'm both being Frank, for sure, especially again, here again, there's there's a whole bunch of like kind of lead bass fills that Frank and I did, but I just kind of started to go to the eight-string bass as the instrument that would sort of fill out the sound um, in in the in the tracks, and then we'd get to moments where we'd go, you know, this this needs a real lead guitar solo here, you know, and Frank and I don't claim to be lead guitar players, that's a whole other skill set to be a lead guitar player and jay usually would recommend people he'd say hey how about uh, satchel how about nita let's get gus g you know so you know jay's very connected he's he's hooked in with cool people and and the people that that really got behind what me and frank were were doing here and then uh you know so that's how we got like a nice little a nice little roster of guests on this one well, you got you talked about heading to Europe. Uh, you'll be in Paris on February twenty second, and you're going out with uh, I, I believe you guys are going out with Slash and, and the Conspirators on this deal. We are, That's yeah, good. we are, yeah. You know, Slash is great. I mean, Slash, you know, had his time uh, obviously away from GNR, and, and and even when he was in GNR back in the days. I mean, I remember on Youth and Asia album, we were Megadeth, we were in uh, Japan, and Slash was over there with with his uh, Snake Pit band and uh so slash has always been a guy to um you know have you know step out and be expressive uh with his music and, and other things besides his main band and so i went down to see him i actually took some coffee down to him to say hello he was playing in town he was at one venue literally one block away allison chains were playing in another venue so i i took coffee down to all of them that's my that's my my rock and roll love language is coffee you know so um and as I was, I mentioned this last said, hey, me and Frank have this record coming out. This is your Europe. And, you know, we had a discussion, and, and uh, Slash was kind enough as a friend to 
put us on some shows, and so we're you know very thankful. Slash has Slash has been a good friend. He's he's one of the good the good neighbors in our community. Well, of course, and, and the best of luck with this with this album. Get it out. It, it is awesome, and and the in the tour to follow. You're so busy because. That you're also celebrating the 35th year of uh, of Megadeth, which has to be unbelievable. I mean, that's congratulations for that. By the way, this is unbelievable for you guys, and you guys are going to be celebrating it by, you know, doing things like releasing an album, uh, perhaps, and and doing a mega cruise coming up in October. That mega cruise, man, which right. looks so cool. We had Dirk on on our show a couple months ago when it first got announced. And how forward are you looking to this? I mean, Megadeth fans are going nuts for this thing. That's kind of the end thing to do. These cruises are are a good deal and they're a lot of fun, man. This should be great. Yeah, it is cool, and you know, I think they're they're again, they're, it's all about community, you know, um, and that's that's what a rock and roll has always been about. That bands have, I think, the successful bands, that's what they are. They're about community, you know. They bring they bring people together, and I think the the cruise is just that. We know it, it's a, it's thrashing the high seas, you know. There's a lot of other great cruises out there. I've been on a few of them myself, um, and this one is specifically tailored just for thrash metal. It is. I mean, you got uh, Testament, Anthrax, CFC, Armored Saint, uh, even our buddy John Five, who I just am such a huge fan of his playing. Obviously, Danko Jones. You guys got a great group coming on this thing at uh, Set Sail October eighteenth out of San Diego, uh, heading down to Mexico, five day deal. I mean, this is this this is going to be great. And uh, not only that, but thirty five years. And you, you talked about uh, the kind of the follow up to Dystopia, and we talked to Dirk about how that's going and. You said yourself. I mean, you expect uh, kind of to continue in that direction. Maybe even, maybe even a heavier album than Dystopia. How's things going on that? Yeah, I mean, Dystopia was, you know, that was really recorrecting or correcting, I should say, and redirecting the course of the Mighty Megadeth. You know, um, you know, we, 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 you know, career bands like us, and I look at Judas Priest put out probably a similar record, Firepower. You know, one of their best records they put out, and in a long time, and that's just me as a fan speaking about that, and, and you know, when bands, you know, we like to always call it, oh, return to form, you know, and I don't know that that's what it is, because you never go back. I mean, there, we'll never make another B-Cells, another Rust in Peace. You can't go back in time, because we were a certain age, there were certain events in the world we were writing about, there were certain events internally we were writing about. Um, so you just always move forward, you know, and you try to just, when you're moving forward, you know, really try to capture, you know, not only authenticity of what's of what you're writing about, um, but then when you put the album together, you want it to be something that you, you can stand back and go, yeah, this is, like, we feel good about this, and, like, this is something that I think, you know, our fans are going to be excited about. And I, I've always used the benchmark when we like it, the fans usually like it, because we ourselves are fans. No question about it, and that's there's a lot to look forward to there. Not only that, uh, uh, in May you guys are hitting the road with Ozzy Osbourne on his No More Tours Two tour, and uh, going to be busy pretty much all summer. I know Ozzy's had uh, a bit of some some health scares lately in the in the hospital. Hope, hopefully, a safe recovery for Ozzy and get you guys out on the road because what a great opportunity to 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 be out there in front of in, in a lot of these big venues playing you know songs uh, you know maybe even from the new album and just kind of keeping keeping things fresh for for Megadeth on this big tour with Ozzy, man. Yeah, I mean, look. Obviously, we're looking forward to the tour, but you know, more than more than that. I mean, you know, we let's let's, let's all pray and root and pull for Ozzy. You know, I mean, yes. he's he's our hero of ours, and he's changed all of our lives. You know, those first couple albums in particular, and even the Speak of the Devil album for me, those three albums were game changers for me as a teenager growing up. Um, so, you know, look, whether he can tour or not, it, it's 
grateful for his health, for his, for his, you know, just everything that he is because he's, he's Aussie, man. <laughs> you know, and, he, and uh, you know, and look, and if he can't tour, hey, you know what, man, he gave us a lot. And um, but with that said, yeah, look, let's hope it happens. I mean, we can't wait to get out and celebrate the tunes, Megadeth, Aussie. We've done shows with him before, toured South America with him before. It's a, it's a good fit. We did Ozfest '98, you know, so. Um, you know, it's, uh, but again, let's, you know, I think more than anything, let's just, you know, let's, let's just, you know, hope and pray for, for Ozzy's full recovery. Well, no doubt about it. And, you know, you guys, uh, as a headlining act in and of itself, I mean, you guys are, you know, one of the biggest uh, metal bands at worldwide. Uh, but in the last six years, you guys have done some really clever, I think some clever tours opening up for, for Iron Maiden uh, back in 13. Do it, you did a track with uh, the Scorpions uh, last fall. Um, and now right. this thing with Ozzy, I mean, that, that's kind of, when you look at that, do you kind of prefer the, the, the headlining runs or do you, you know, when you, there, you know, obviously there's, you know, a lot of exposure and things that go along with the uh, opening for some of these bands, but what kind of, what do you prefer when it comes to, to, to these tours? You guys seem to kind of run the gambit when it comes to these. Yeah. I mean, again, to me, it's about community, man. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, the Scorpions are a band that, um, we grew up on me and Dave and Kiko were big, big Scorpions fans. And, the Schenker brothers, and so to have that opportunity. And again, we've played with them before overseas quite a bit. We've done a lot of festival dates and stuff, so to be able to do a tour in America playing these huge places. And, and you can see it. I mean, it's, you know, we bring in, we've got a lot of young fans that are coming into the Megadeth Bowl, like literally teenagers, you know, are coming in. And, um, and they're, you know, maybe they're discovering us on Dystopia, for instance, but they're going back immediately and picking up peace cells. They're going back and listening to, so far, so good, so what, and Countdown, you know, they're going way back. And, you know, I always said our best path forward is our past because we've got this huge legacy, this catalog of these songs, and there's such a storied career behind it, you know. We're a real rock and roll band. We've had real rock and roll issues, fun, successes, setbacks, and everything that, that goes with it, you know. And, and, you know, I think when you come out to see bands, kind of like when we go see Ozzy, we go see Kiss, those fans, Judas Priest, you know, even for me, I, I'm I'm there to sort of absorb their lives, you know, as 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 the career of everything that they do, you know, and and I think it, I'm seeing it very much the same thing with Megadeth, you know, I see young fans squashed up against the barricade in the front, you know, with their <laughs> with their new Megadeth T-shirt on, and they're probably seeing it for the first time. So, wow, this is what my mom and dad or my brother or my family's always told me about. Wow, this is it. I'm watching it right here, you know, and. Like with Scorpions, there was there was also an older demographic there who were probably grew up on the Scorpions in the eighties when they're on MTV, you know. So, um, you know, these they're all cool. I think they're you know whether you're and then sometimes like we did a little we played a we did a thing I don't know God, I guess it was three four years ago we did a thing where we stopped in to do a fan club event literally at a pub in England uh, in London and I mean it was it was a cyber army Megadeth fan club thing and I mean there was you know three hundred sweaty headbangers just <laughs> washed on top of us, you know, and those are fun because those are our fans. They, they live and breathe and, and hang on everything we do and every word we say. And they're there to just, you know, touch us for a minute, you know? And, um, you know, so to me, you know, it's all about just the, the continued legacy and family of, of heavy metal. Well, I got to say, and they talk a little bit about this because uh, the current incarnation of, of Megadeth to me, I, and I was uh, I was at the Chicago show with the Scorpions last September, and 
just seeing, uh, you know, we had, of course, Dirk Verburen on the show a few months ago and with Kiko on guitars. I mean, to me, and I, I said this to Dirk, I, I just think this is the way that it's sounding, the way that you guys are right now is, is, you know, the best version of the band maybe that there's ever been. I know that's a strong and lofty statement, but, you know, what is your thoughts? I mean, the, the additions of Kiko and Dirk seems to me have injected just a whole new level to this thing and really high, flying high right now, man. This is, it's got to be a good feeling with these guys. Yeah, it all for sure it is. I mean, Kiko, I had an opportunity to play with Kiko in South America, like literally maybe two or three months before I called him to join Megadeth. And uh, it was an all-star thing. It was me, Vinny Apice, Jeff Tate, Kiko, and we were on stage just playing. I think we were playing, I think, uh, I have it at, like Neon Nights, and I think we played uh, Jet City Woman or something, you know, cover songs. And it was just, you know, you really, I got to, as soon as Kiko hit the stage, man, he was like a like an animal. I mean, just couldn't keep track of him. It's like, where is he now? You know, <laughs> and just a, just a maniac of a performer, super smooth guitar player. And um, I just said, man, I, I, sh- I got to get this guy's number, you know, just because uh, we've met before. But it's like, you know, this is a guy I, I would want to be friends with. He's a cool guy. And then lo and behold, literally two months later, I'm calling him saying, hey, you know, you want to join Megadeth? And, you know, so it's, you know, that's kind of the story of how musicians are, famous or not, you know, local musicians that are listening to this, that's that's how this deal works, you know. And, um, you know, as we had Chris Adler in the, you know, touring with us a bit, you know, when Dystopia first came out, we knew he was going to get busy again with Lamb of God. And, you know, he always said, he goes, man, if I ever had someone, if I ever needed a replacement, I'd call Dirk Brigger. He's, he's just the best of the best. And so... You know, we uh, we tapped Dirk and said, "Hey, you know, would you be up for up for the task?" You know, and he, uh, you know, he made a lot of sacrifices to, you know, cut loose from soil work and come over to be part of Megadeth. And um, you know, the thing I like about Dirk is that he really understands the Gar Samuelson early days of Megadeth. You know, Gar was a very peculiar drummer because he was. He was, uh, you know, into everything from jazz to fusion to to Keith Moon of the Who. You know what yeah. I mean? And he just, it, it was such a, he, he really gave Megadeth uh, such a, a unique sound with his playing. Uh, he, he and Chris Pollan both. But that, you know, they, they, especially Gar as it relates to Dirk, you know. So Dirk is able to tap into that. And I know Nick Menza, of course, is, you know, very much the celebrated drummer. And, of course, we all love, you know, that era when Nick was in the band. But... You know, there's kind of these early, early, you know, season of Megadeth with uh, Gar that 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 I just love. That Dirk, he's fascinated with it. He really studies it, and and that that you know, kind of is helping I think bring Megadeth, the sound of Megadeth. It's bringing in that sort of that period of the band that it's very hard for drummers to to really understand and replicate that. And Dirk's really got a read on that. No question about it. And I tell you what, uh, David, before we let you go, man, I got to ask you about uh, your record label, EMP, because I'm so yeah. fascinated by this, man. This is, you guys founded in 2015. And like, I love, what I love about it is it seems to be just providing such a great avenue for both veteran and upcoming bands alike. I mean, you've got bands on there that are just huge fans, that we're huge fans of, from Kick Tracy and Autograph to Madam X and, and uh, you know, and, and up and coming bands. I mean, like Dollskin. Talk about this, how rewarding this has been for you and how wonderful this experience has been having this uh, EMP label group. It, it's cool. It's exactly what you said. You know, it's in a look, props to my partner, Tom Hazard. I mean, he's really drives that he's the A&R guy. He's essentially the talent scout. I realized as I was kind of out, you know, bands would come to me and go, Hey dude, I heard you got a label. Check out my band. 
you know, I really understood, um, you know, the, the, the ability to really find the right talents, you know, and, and to champion the right, the right artists. Um, I, and I've produced a lot of things over the years. Um, and, you know, done a lot of this kind of very, you know, ground level stuff. Dalskin certainly being a lot of them. But that was a band that I just, I just saw something. I saw next generation stuff with them. And that's why I championed them and essentially, you know, built the label, the framework of the label to get their records out. And, you know, Tom came in and, and he, you know, he was really had a, had a, a real read on, you know, like you said, Doyle, Mark Slaughter, Madame X, Autograph, you know, these legacy artists who are, are, you know, kind of what I said earlier, their best path forward is their past, you know, and they're still making great records, still compelling new music, yet they have a history, you know, that bands want to come out and see. And, you know, there's kind of this, this illusion with record labels that, you know, they, because, you know, when they sign new talent, first of all, record labels only sign young new talent because, there's enough of a timeline with young artists that they can develop them. Um, and, and, you know, if, if it works, they keep going. If it doesn't, they sort of cut bait and move on, you know? And my, my goal was always to be here to help artists. My thing was, I never had any aspiration to be some record mogul and, you know, to do all that, that, that just kind of has developed, you know? Um, but my thing is always to be here to continue to support the, the, the music community. And, um, and, you know, it, it's been interesting to work with a lot of my friends. Again, guys like Mark Slaughter and Doyle and these guys who we've grown up together. And, and Madame X. I went to Madame X. Here's my story. Gar Samuelson, early, this was probably 1984. Gar Samuelson first got Megadeth. He was a general manager of BC Rich Guitars. And one night he says, hey, you want to go down to Cherokee Studios in Hollywood? I got to take a guitar down to uh, Rick Derringer. And he's producing a band. And so I went with him and... I grew up a Derringer fan as a kid, and so I was excited, like, wow, I'm going to meet one of my heroes, Rick, and so we go in the studio, and there's Rick, and he's working with this new band called Madame X, and the bass player in the band was this tall, lanky dude standing over in the corner, and he wasn't really saying anything, so I just went over and kind of struck up a conversation with him. It turns out that bass player was Sebastian Bach. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right? And, and so me and Sebastian always have a laugh about that, you know? And um, and what's, what's even funny about that is is now I'm actually, I produced, or I, 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 I did some writing, and I'm now going to be working with some, some uh, uh, a band that, that Sebastian's son Paris is in, because Paris is a great drummer an educated musician and, and he's a drummer in a band called fall of silence. And, um, I was in Nashville last summer working on, uh, working on some, some tracks with them and we're continuing to work on a, on a record for them. And, and again, that's a perfect example where I just saw like, here's a great band, cool guys. Um, and, and, you know, this is an opportunity where maybe we could do something with EMP to help, help, you know, a band that I think has, is worthy of, of, of having an opportunity and, using our outlet channels to be able to put a record out for them. Yeah, absolutely. Roxy Petrucci, also drummer in Vixen, a great friend of ours and always a fan of everything that they're doing. Always a fan of, of uh, what you're doing at, uh, at the EMP label group. And I'll tell you what, David, it's just, it's just such a pleasure. Congratulations on 35 years in Megadeth. Congratulations on everything to do with uh, altitude and attitudes. It's, it's a wonderful album. 
Um, stay tuned. I mean, David, davidellifson.net gets you all the news on, on everything. So you can just go there and get all the news on Megadeth and everything going on, man. So we hope, we hope we get you here in Kansas city, uh, with, in the Aussie tour, uh, in June. We hope that, uh, we get you here, man, and best of luck and everything. And, and we'll definitely be in touch and see you out there somewhere on the road, my friend. Yep. Thanks so much. Appreciate the talk today, man. You bet, David. Take care, man. Big thanks to David Ellison for joining us once again to talk about Altitudes and Attitude. Such a big fan of that record. It's their debut LP. They started this, uh, I believe, back in about 2014. They released uh, some songs back then, but this is their first uh, album of, of long play of, uh, of an actual album. So appreciate everything they're doing. It's really good melodic stuff. It's not thrashy. It's really not heavy in the vein of your thinking of Megadeth or Anthrax, but it is a very good melodic hard rock album, and I'm a sucker for for that kind of music. So it was just great to catch up with him about uh, the Kiss concert he went to, the upcoming tour with Ozzy, and you heard him say it. You heard David say, let's hope it happens. And I think that that's kind of the tone here is that we are all hoping Ozzy returns to health and continue this tour in the United States um, coming up this summer because I know he's had to cancel quite a bit. So, so much coming up for us. We've got the Kiss concert next week in Kansas City. So much going to be, I mean, it's only February and we are off and running. So many great interviews. It's just going to be an, a, an epic year for us here on the podcast. We can't thank you guys enough for, for listening, for interacting. Please, if you've, if you're doing a, going to a show, want to review it, want to send in some pictures to our website, just email us, musicmaniapodcast at gmail.com. Again, our website, musicmaniapodcast.com. That's where everything's archived. Over 120 shows now. Amazing that that's been the case. I mean, I, when I started this, I never thought I'd be 100 plus shows in and still, you know, still doing this, still doing great interviews. And that's what this is all about. And we're just so thankful for that. So go check us out there. Again, hit that subscribe button on iTunes, Google, Google Play Music. That's where you get this podcast for free every week, or, or at least most weeks, whenever I'm not snowed in or something ridiculous. So thanks so much for joining us. We've got so much more coming up as 2019 is off and running. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Music Mania Podcast. <laughs>